It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or of course you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold, or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus. This is Nuwana's Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. ESPN Radio Missoula, the ESPN MT app, as well as SWX Montana. This is Jeff Safford here with you on Nuwana's Now, filling in for Coulter Nuwana's along with Andrew Houghton on this Thursday afternoon. Going with you till that 6 o'clock hour. Glad to have you here on Western Montana Sports Leader. Just heard from him right there, Cole Swindell, coming to Zootown next summer. And if you want a pair of tickets to Cole Swindell at the Kettle House Amphitheater, call us right now, 406-888-1029. That's 406-888-1029. Caller number four will get tickets for Cole Swindell next summer. Maybe you'll be chilling it next summer. See what I did there if you're a Cole Swindell fan? Next summer over there at the Kettle House Amphitheater. We have, I guess you could call it, a NFL football game tonight. More like a pillow fight looking at the Pittsburgh Steelers without their starting quarterback along with the New England Patriots. Oh, buddy. Oof. Who knows what the heck's going to go on over there in, I believe they're playing in Pittsburgh tonight. Thursday night football coming your way. A full slate of NFL action also on the way. And to get you ready for that, all football, all the time, Coulter Nuanez visiting with Brooks Nuanez, looking at betting lines and more to get you ready for some NFL football. Well, football all the time here on Nuanez Now, ESPN Radio. Appreciate you for tuning in. As always, need a place to find where there's sports betting kiosks around the state of Montana. There's a bunch of them, but not, not everywhere has them. So go check out Sports Bet Montana's website. Click on where to bet. Click on locations. You can also find it on their app as well, and they make it easy for you. We try to give you as much advice as we can, at least when it comes to navigating the storylines around the NFL. One th- well, I want to start with this before we do some guess the lines. Well, I want to start with there's been so many quarterback injuries, at least it seems like there's been, and now Trevor Lawrence is probably out for at least a little while. Is there more, and if so, why? I mean, you got to say there's probably more, Coulter, but I don't know if you could say why. I think a lot of the rules have been built to help quarterbacks stay healthy maybe actually hindering them, right? I mean, you see guys dance around the pocket, the pocket's collapsing, they know they're not going to get hit due to the rules that are implemented, but then they get rolled up on more. I think that there's something to that. There's probably something to the fact that there's so many guys that break the pocket now too, right? I think so, absolutely. The rules are are catered to guys like Tom Brady and Peyton Manning, but now there's not that many Tom Brady's and Peyton Manning's. There's way more guys that are like getting out on the edge and throwing in space and stuff like that, so maybe that's a contributing factor. Yeah, I think so. And you also have guys that are running for first downs and, and put their shoulder down. I saw Brock Purdy trying to truck somebody, actually did truck somebody on the goal line, and they got blown up out of bounds. It's like, that stuff <clears throat> teach their own, but if I was Brock Purdy, I probably would not be doing that. 
Well, last week, the uh, the most eye-opening result to me, at least, and I, I, it was affirming to me, too, because I thought that, I said for the last two weeks, I thought that the 49ers were the best team in the NFC, the best team in the NFL, and then they proved it in, big, in huge fashion. I know you've been tenuous on the Eagles. I know you think that they're really good, but also that they more calorie than certainly have, have had some ups and downs within the scope of games, and they figured out a way to pull it out. Well, there was no pulling it out last week because the 49ers just rolled them. So what's that doing to just your, your overall thought on the NFC as well as just your power rankings this week? Well, it's difficult that the Eagles got off to such a big lead as far as the NFL standings go to 10-1. I think that they can have a lot of things that go wrong and still, you know, look at that number one seeder still at least are making the playoffs. I think it's already a lock. So that being said, the Niners have surged to be the best team in the league. I don't think it's particularly close. I, you know, Ravens, Eagles, Cowboys, Dolphins, Jags are now up in the air, Chiefs. I think the Niners beat any of those teams on a neutral field. We saw that last week. I think that they rolled. They looked so polished, so good. By far the best team in the NFL deepest on offense and I think probably defense. Baltimore's probably the only team defensively that could give them a run for their money, but different up front because the Niners obviously have star power, but also production. So the Niners are definitely the team to beat right now. I don't see that changing anytime soon. Brooks Devon is here on All Football All the Time, presented by Sportsbet Montana. Are, are we ready to maybe not lean on the Chiefs as much? We've been leaning on the Chiefs for a couple of years, and now it seems like they just, I'm not ready to say they're dead in the water, but they, they have some problems. They have some issues. Oh, yeah, the Chiefs are, are on a complete downhill slide. I mean, Colter, last week, the, the most money I made was I bet against the Chiefs on Monday Night Football against the Packers. I mean, come on now. Like, my notes just said Jordan Love's on a heater. That's true. I almost stayed away. But I just, you know, actually just took the, the, the Packers to cover the points. Chiefs are struggling right now. They have nothing offensively as far as if, if Travis Kelsey starts to digress the way he has. If he is not an elite offensive playmaker, they don't have a ton of other ones. Isaiah Pacheco, good player, banged up right now. Backup running back, a guy I can't even remember his name, banged up. Third string running back, banged up. Then you start to look at receivers, it's not happening there either. Right tackle, most penalized tackle in the NFL. Second most pressures given up in the NFL. You start to talk about a team that's falling apart offensively, and now defensively, same thing. Chris Jones, good player, but Drew Tranquil in the middle, banged up at middle linebacker. You start just to you know, get some of these injuries that pile up, I think the Chiefs are in trouble. And that's not, to, I mean, I still think the Chiefs will be right there at the end because they have the, one of the best players in the league in Patrick Mahomes, and they're going to get in the playoffs almost certainly. That division's not very good. So maybe you get back on with the Chiefs when it becomes one and done, you know, loser go home scenarios. But I'm with you. I think that uh, within the scope of the last four or five weeks of the regular season here, I think you, you maybe lead away from the Chiefs unless they get a really big time favorable matchup. Yeah, and I think right now, Colt, even if they fall into that four seed, I think I I'm not I don't want to overspeak, but I'm pretty sure that they're already locked into a top four seed. I think they won that division. I think it's already done. Um, just due to the nature of it being a down division. They get that four seed, you're looking right now, Colter, at the five seed, six seed, seven seed in the AFC being Pittsburgh, Indianapolis, and Cleveland. I think the Chiefs at home beat any of those teams. Certainly, no doubt. Okay, so let's do some uh some guess the lines for this week. Let's just start with Thursday night, New England at Pittsburgh. <laughs> oh, man. I joked on the show on Monday with Coach Marty, Marty Mordeweg. I said uh, the uh, the Los Angeles Chargers-Patriots game set offensive football back about 40 years last week. Six to nothing was the score. Pittsburgh is also equally, uh, not equally, but almost as bad offensively. And now Kenny Pickett just had... Uh, Surgery, so I'd say this one at least for sure. Bet the under. I'm going to say that the Steelers are th- whew, five and a half point favorites at home. 
Yeah, you nailed it. Five and a half. What a gross game. You know, this is the game of the week as far as that goes. Uh, last week, as you mentioned, Colter, it was the Chargers and Jets. And my notes always say some really funny things. I won't say on, on the air about those style of games. I don't see how the Steelers can win this game. But gosh, then you look at the opponent and you say, how could the Patriots win? The Patriots cannot score a point. So five and a half, who knows who covers that? I don't think the Steelers can get to five. So another 6-0 game and going to lean on the Steelers there. But man, I'm, I'm staying away. The Patriots have given up 16 points the last two weeks and lost both games. The Patriots have given up 13 points the last three weeks and lost all three games. So uh, this is uh, this is something else. What's the total on this game? The total is 30, 31 and a half. Man, that's crazy because that's such a low total. And I'd still say bet the under. Absolutely. Yep, take the under. All right. Uh, what else do you like on the, the Sunday slate then? What games would you like me to guess? Well, I think there's a couple interesting ones, Colter. I'll start with the L.A. Rams at the Baltimore Ravens. The Rams, I'm not going to call them surging, but they're right on the playoff bubble right now. They're playing fairly well. They're looking more healthy. But offensively, they're playing a good football. So the Rams, I don't think, are a slouch. They're not a rollover team. But the Ravens coming off a bye week, one of the top two, three teams in the NFL. Uh, What do you think? Man, at home, I think Baltimore is probably, man, six-and-a-half-point favorites. Yeah, I, I, I thought about the same. It's only four and a half, and it's okay. actually been going down all week. So I think that that is kind of a little bit of confidence in the Rams, and I believe a score at the very least. Um, so I think that game could be a, a fun one. I think it could be a high-scoring game, relatively speaking. Both of them can play a little defense, but Rams have a bunch of young stars as well as some established guys. And, and the Ravens, again, are just a fun team to watch, so we'll see how that one plays out. Okay. Uh, all football all the time presented by Sportsbet Montana. What else? This line moves the most this week. Indianapolis Colts at the Cincinnati Bengals. Wow, and it probably moved in favor of the Bengals because Jake Browning fever is real. Jake Browning, the former Washington star, the former Folsom High School star, played for Troy Taylor, former Sac State head coach at Folsom High. But no, I mean, nobody cares about your high school statistics when you're in the NFL. You're in the NFL. Of course you were good in high school. Browning was great. On Monday Night Football, I mean, exceptionally good. So, uh, quite a deal there. So, maybe people are moving money on the, the Bengals side. And, and nobody seemed to believe in the Colts all year. And they're like the quietest 7-5 and five team in the whole NFL. So, I'm saying Cincy is minus 3.5. It's moved to a pick em. It started this week at uh, Indianapolis, minus 2.5. You said Jake Browning fever, Colter. I was wondering what I had, my sickness, and that must be it. I've always wondered, but here we are, Jake Browning fever in our house. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that's a brutal one. That's where you know you you're not you get punished for knowing too much, right? Like you, the Bengals aren't any good, and they don't have Joe Burrow, and uh, you know then this guy just goes nuts on primetime TV, and they win in overtime against the Jags, and Trevor Lawrence gets hurt. I mean, that's not bad wagering. That's just totally bad luck. Thank you for making me feel better about it. Uh, last week, I did not like the slate of games, so I bet half units instead of full units. I said, you know what? Let's have a little breather here. See how this all plays out. So I only bet half. One more money than I've won this entire season. Imagine if I would have bet full units. The biggest loss, though, to the Cincinnati Bengals, who appear to have life. I don't buy it. Colts are rolling. Gardner Minshew mania. I love the Colts in this spot. All right. Uh, what else we got for guess the lines? Well, my favorite team in the league right now, if you talk about league pass teams, NFL ticket teams, teams that I am searching out to find. I am trying to watch the Houston Texans. They do lose take Dell to a fractured lower leg, surgery out for the season, uh, but still have a lot of weapons there. And the running game has really come around. They handled the Broncos, who are on a 6-0, uh, you know, 6-0 in the last 
last six weeks at home. Now they travel to the New York Jets, who have a resurgence in Jack, Zach Wilson coming back, who you have to assume gives them an absolute spark offensively. They should be able to score at least five or six points. The Houston Texans at the New York Jets. First of all, we got to talk about this Zach Wilson stuff. I mean, this this is the biggest mess ever. This is like the most mismanaged you could have. Like uh, someone saying that he doesn't want to play, then he's saying he does want to play, and the the ownership, the coaching staff, and the players are all clearly on different pages than each other, nowhere close to the same page. I mean, this is it's just ridiculous how bad they've managed this. Yeah, I mean, Zach Wilson actually said he didn't want to play due to fear of injury. He said that, that he doesn't believe the offensive line can protect him. I loved how there was also like an option. You know, Saul was like, "Hey, Zach, you're starting this week." He's like, "No, I'm actually good." Like, I didn't know that there was an option to say that, but apparently there is. God, unbelievable. Well, uh, so, but he is starting. That's that, that is he, official. He's starting. Yeah, he's starting. Okay. So, that, but this game's in the Meadowlands. Jeez. I, I don't even know where to start with this. I, I think that because the Jets are so good on D, even though they suck. So it's hard to like say big spreads. I think that the Houston Texans are. Three and a half point favorites with the hook on the road. Yeah, you nailed it right there. Uh, Colter, I'll push back on that. I just don't think the Jets are good at anything. They might not be good at one spot. They might be good here or there. I don't think the Jets are great defensively. When you talk about NFL teams who have no have, can't control the ball by sitting on it, and then they have Pro Bowl-level players, of course they can hold teams to you know, 20, if you will, but there's nothing about the Jets that I like. And again, the Texans, I think, will continue to pick up some steam, even with some injuries. Everyone's going to face injuries this time of year. Uh, that's just kind of how that goes. But I think overall, the Texans are a really strong team, even with the youth, even with going into a tough Jets team. I mean, ready for this, Colter? 13, 28, 32, 27, 21, 23. The Jets have given up less than 20 once in seven weeks, and they've lost every single one of those games. Man, yeah, and I guess the time they gave up less than 20 was to the Falcons, and the Falcons aren't any good. So, wow. They lost that game. Uh, okay, so then the two o'clock slate, the the mid afternoon games. There's uh, there's some fun ones. So let's uh, let's do the the three of the four of the four. I don't really know or need to know about Denver, Los Angeles, whatever. But uh, Minnesota at Las Vegas. I don't know. This this is actually maybe one of the most confusing games on the board. I'm saying that the Vikings are favored, but very slightly. I'm saying one and a half to two and a half for Minnesota uh, in Sin City. Started at one and a half, went to two and a half, now it's at three and a half. Huh, what do you think of that? Because Minnesota's been sort of up and down now that people figured out Josh Dobbs and the Raiders are just down pretty much since uh, since Antonio Pierce took over and since Aiden O'Connell's been the quarterback. I, I like the Raiders in that spot, to be completely honest. I we got to see how Josh Dobbs plays a, a game after you know getting smoked by the Bears at home. Got to see how he bounces back. But stay away from me, but... You know, if you tease the the Raiders up to 10 points, I mean, I love that all day. I think it's a stay away for me uh, as well. Um, How about Seattle-San Francisco? It's a rivalry game. San Francisco's back home. San Francisco's certainly uh, rolling right now. They're really good, but Pete Carroll always knows how to throw a wrench in it. It's always interesting to try to bet, especially if you're betting the spreads. When the Seahawks play either the Rams or the or the 49ers or the Rams and the 49ers play, those are always games that maybe the spread is a little bit deceiving because there's, there's just going to be a bunch of unexpected stuff that happens. So San Fran's favored, I'm certain, but I don't really know by how much. I'm saying uh, I'm just going to say three and a half for San Francisco at home. Wow. Best team in the league. We just went on the whole rant. Ten and a half point favorites. 
Wow. See, I, man, I I love the the 49ers. I think they're so good. I just think that Pete Carroll's just going to throw the kitchen sink at them and make it weird. Yeah, I I, I, I could agree with you on that. Um, I, I think the Seahawks are just not a very talented team. I mean, they have, rather they have talent, they're just not a very complete team. So I'm rolling with the Niners there. That's a lot of points, though. I agree. All right, and so then, uh, oh, but uh, then we got uh, Denver. Or excuse me, uh, Buffalo at Kansas City. Whew, I don't have any idea on this either. Maybe Chiefs like five and a half. What, what, what's this line? I really have no clue on this one. Open at two and a half, down to one and a half for the Chiefs. Wow! So people are hating on the Chiefs, but but is that false confidence in the Bills because they've also been a very disappointing team this year? No, I think the Bills are are hot right now. I, I would not want to play the Bills. Well, football all the time, presented by Sportsbet Montana. Okay, so how about uh, the primetime games then? Sunday Night Football is Philadelphia at Dallas. This is a huge opportunity for Philly to bounce back. It's also a huge opportunity for Dallas to prove that they can actually beat uh, a good team. Dallas is 9-3. and three. Their wins, though, over the sub-500 Giants, the sub-500 Jets, the sub-500 Patriots, the sub-500 Chargers, the at-500 Rams, the sub-500 Giants, the sub-500 Panthers, the sub-500 Commanders, and the at-500 Seahawks. The games that the Cowboys have played against teams with winning records, they've only done two. They lost 42-10 to to the 49ers, and they lost 28-23 to the Eagles. So, uh, big-time prove-it game for the, uh, the Cowboys. Man, are the Eagles favored on the road in this game? I'm saying Eagles minus two and a half. Nope. Cowboys with the hook, three and a half at home. Wow. Yeah, I'd be the first time plus odds all year for the uh, the Eagles, right? Well, last week they were dogs at home. What do you think of that matchup? I think the Cowboys are going to smash them. But, again, the Eagles were bound to lose a couple games, so I think this is the slide that they're about to be on. The smash is relative. We're talking about divisional games against powerhouse teams. It, it can go from a three-point win to a 30-point win for either team. So I, I, I don't think the Cowboys have a chance to get blown out, but I do think the Cowboys have a chance to blow out the Eagles. Not that I'd bet that, but I do like the points there. I just get it down to under a field goal and roll the Cowboys at home. All football time presented by Sportsbet Montana here on Duana's Now ESPN Radio. we got a double dip on Monday Night Football. Uh, Tennessee is at Miami, and uh, Green Bay is at the New York Giants. Dolphins got to be big favorites against the reeling Titans. I'm saying Dolphins 9.5 at home. 13.5 points for the Dolphins at home. And what do you think of that? I think the Dolphins are really are hot right now. You know, uh, I'm loving watching them on the in-season hard knocks. They're, they got an interesting thing going. Mikey McDaniel is uh, he's a one-of-a-kind character. The NFL's never seen Mikey McDaniel in that. I also don't know if they've ever seen the combination of Tua and Tyreek. And, man, Tyreek is really leaning on me to get those MVP bets uh, because I love Tyreek. I think that he's as valuable as any player in the league. And what he's doing this year I, I think is untouchable. So I, I love I love what the Dolphins are doing. Just like the Eagles might have a little slide here, which doesn't mean anything for the playoffs or the big picture, I think the, the Dolphins are going to roll for the next couple weeks. Is this the greatest single receiving season in NFL history, at least to this point, by Tyreek Hill? Oof, I would say, I mean, maybe to this point, but I would say no as in the big picture of what what some of the guys that you're comparing him to, the style in which they did it. I mean, this is yak, right? This is yards after the catch. This is bubble screens. and I mean, of course he catches deep balls, but, you know, he's he's having a lot of uh, uh, undefended plays where no one's even close to Tyreek. It is, of course, that's a skill set that plays into it, uh, but this is not high-pointing balls and 
you know, mossing people down the sidelines like Randy Moss or Calvin Johnson or some, you know, some of the big seasons we've had. I think that if Tyreek continues this, I don't still, I don't see how you could say it's not. But maybe right till now, but in the big picture, I still like some of those big possession receivers and the way that they went about that those seasons. But Tyreek, man, he's a, no question one of the GOAT receivers of all time. He's a first ballot Hall of Famer. I think he is one of the uh, five or six greatest receivers to ever live. Yeah, I would say, so right now, Tyreek Hill has uh, 93 catches, 1,481 yards, and 12 touchdowns. He's on pace to become the first 2,000-yard receiver in NFL history. The NFL single-season record is Calvin Johnson, 1,900 and change. That Detroit Lions team, though, also threw the ball more than anybody in the history of the league. Calvin Johnson got uh, almost 200-plus targets during that year, which Tyreek's on pace for that, so that's interesting. But I actually don't think that the Calvin Johnson season is the... uh, is the greatest single season of all time. I, I would actually say that uh, I think that Randy Moss has the two greatest single seasons of all time. I think that in 2003, when he had 111 catches for 1,632 yards, averaged almost 20 yards per catch and, and uh, scored 17 touchdowns, or his first year in New England when he had 99 catches and scored 23 touchdowns, I, th- I still think those are the two great single seasons in NFL history by wide receiver. Yeah, I think that those are easily arguable, Coulter. Um, I don't think that it even comes close to Jerry Rice's. Uh, oh yeah, for sure. Season that was that was that was cut short. He played in twelve games. My football reference is currently loading. Uh, Jerry Rice had so, something about of fifteen hundred yards and twenty one touchdowns in twelve games in the same season that Reggie White had twenty sacks in twelve games. So, um, you know, hard to say that there's much better than that. I'm going to read it to you real quick, Coulter, because it's quite the thing. He had. 65 catches for 1,100 yards and 22 touchdowns in 12 games. Amazing. Unbelievable. 12 games, 22 touchdowns in 12 games. Yeah, I'm looking at some of it. And then 95, 122 catches for 1,848 yards and 15 touchdowns. I mean, these numbers are absurd. It's uh, unbelievable. Jerry Rice is still just, like, so incomparable. His numbers are stupid. And guess what, Coulter? Out of all the guys, out of all the Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryants, out of all the Jerry Rices and – and Walter Payton's out of anyone you want to name, Wayne Gretzky doubles all of them in his prolific nature and his greatness to the sport of hockey. Oh, it's no doubt. No, no doubt. If you want to have a good belly laugh as a sports fan, just go look at Wayne Gretzky's career statistics. No matter how much you think you know, it's just still funny every time. All football all the time presented by Sportsbet Montana. Okay, uh, last one here then. Uh, Green Bay at New York. The Packers don't look now, but uh, the Packers are red hot. They are up to 500. They are certainly at least in the mix for a playoff spot. They've won four out of five. And uh, we want to count the Giants out, but the Giants have somehow won four games. Even a couple with uh, Tommy DeVito there at quarterback. It's in New York. I still think the, the Packers are favorites. I'm saying, uh, oh, man, Packers four and a half on the road. All the way up to the field to the touchdown, six and a half point favorites. Wow. Uh, the Packers are currently the seventh seed in the NFC as if it were to end today. Wow. Unreal. Okay, so any uh, any ones that you're really leaning on this week or any, uh, any parlays you got or any uh, p- points of uh, advice you got for the folks? Well, Colby, you you wanted to skip this one, and I think I just want to bring it back around. Cause oh, yeah, okay, Denver let's do it. Opened, Denver and Los Angeles. Denver opened at two-and-a-half-point favorites, and it's all the way down to the Chargers at home, two-and-a-half-point favorites. And I think the Broncos absolutely roll them. Yeah, I think that's right. So, wow, okay. So Chargers are favored at home. Wow. Yeah, Denver, that might be a, a spicy one. That might look good, actually. 
Um, I really like the Ravens coming off the bye this week. You know, I think that they're going to continue to gain some steam. I don't see them dropping a game at home, even to a talented Rams team. So I like the Texans. I like the Ravens. I like the 49ers. And like I just mentioned, I'm probably not going to bet a ton on on, uh, Broncos Chargers, but I do like what the Broncos are doing. Watched them all last week after winning six in a row against the Texans. Lost a close one. The Chargers are absolutely reeling. I don't know when they're going to fire Brandon Staley. It's got to be sometime soon. Um, not that I want that for him at all, but I also like the Packers on Monday night, Colter. So there's some for you that, that I'm kind of leaning on as far as uh, teams to pick. Off of all time, presented by Sportsbet Montana. You can go on Sportsbet Montana's website to find locations for betting kiosks, and you can also download the app on your phone. Brooks Nuanas joins us each week here on Off of All the Time. Appreciate you being here, man. So I uh, hope you feel better soon. Yeah, hey, can I give you my last stat? Oh, of course, please. I promised everyone I would. The morning slate, the 11 o'clock slate, the last five weeks, 16 overs and 22 unders. Hmm. The afternoon slate, 19 overs and three unders. Whoa. The afternoon slate, man, I'm telling you, the guys are drinking their coffee, they're having double breakfast, they're warmed up, they're awake. 19 and three, the over is hitting the last five weeks. I really look at that afternoon slate and kind of lean on some of those overs. There you go. Brooks Nuanas here on Nuanas Now. Thanks for doing it, man. Yep, thanks. All football, all the time with Brooks and Coulter Nuanas. Jeff Safford back with you here on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. Surely ready for a full slate of NFL football on Sunday. I'm a Green Bay Packers fan, so of course I'll be looking forward to Monday Night Football as well as they look to get some revenge against the New York Giants. That was a tough loss for Green Bay out in London last year. Maybe they'll get the W on Monday. Be sure to tune in to the Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty next Monday. Coulter Nuanez and Marty Morningweg will be going through the NFL slate from Sunday and everything else again on Monday in the 5 o'clock hour right here on 102.9 ESPN Radio. Stepping away when we come back... We'll take a look ahead at Grizz hockey action. The Montana State Bobcats will be in action taking on the Grizzlies on Saturday. Grizz will be headed out to Bozeman tomorrow. So two games on both sides of the divide. We'll look at it from both sides after this on Western Montana's Sports Leader. Jewelry Design Center is not your average jewelry store. The friendly, welcoming staff is so excited to be in Montana, and the craftsmanship, unique creativity, care, and artisanship you'll receive at the Jewelry Design Center is second to none. Is there anything you guys can't do? We don't cut diamonds. <laughs> okay, yeah. But we can facilitate that. <laughs> right. It's unique that we cast our own metal, we grow our own models, we hand carve, as well as use computer aided technology to design. We're pushing the limits of what we had previously thought was impossible. Jewelry Design Center, your jeweler for life. One, two, three. What is now on ESPN Radio. A little bit of taste of the Bay Area there. From Too Short, myself being a Bay Area native, figured I'd bring a little taste of Northern California to you. What's up, Montana? This is Jeff Safford on Nuanas Now. 1029 ESPN Radio, the ESPN MT app, as well as SWX Montana. Glad you're with us on a Thursday tomorrow evening. 
getting ready for some action on the ice. The Montana State Bobcats taking on the Montana Grizzlies in a pair of battles. Tomorrow night will be on the other side of the divide in Bozeman. Haynes Pavilion, an 8-15 scheduled puck drop between the Grizzlies and Bobcats. Then back in here on Saturday, Montana will be facing off with the Cats. An 8-30 puck drop from the Glacier Ice Rink. Will be a night after the Grizzlies football team will be on the field, so expecting a packed house for the Bobcats and Grizzlies. MSU, a very good hockey team, coming in at 21 and one, the number one number one ranked team in ACHA Western Region hockey. But Montana has been playing well in recent weeks. Also, they have won five straight coming into the matchup in this weekend. And to get you ready for the battle, we visited with. Myself, Jeff Safford, visited with people from both sides of the divide from the Bobcat and Grizzly program. So here's a preview of action this weekend on the ice between the Grizzlies and Bobcats. Battles on both sides of the divide are set for this weekend as the Montana Grizzly hockey team squares off with Montana State. The first of two games is scheduled for Friday night in Bozeman with action shifting to the Garden City Saturday. MSU has had an outstanding season to this point, coming in as the number one ranked team in the western region of the ACHA. Bobcats head coach Dave Weaver has been at the helm since 2016 and sees one of the biggest factors to their success being the fabulous play at the goaltender position. Huge luxury, right? Uh, good goaltending is is uh, it's so important in ice hockey, as, as we all know, and and we are very honored to have two really good goaltenders. You brought up Jorgen Johnson. Uh, I would argue that he is one of the top, uh, if not the top, goaltender in the country. Uh, just uh, as, as good of a goalie as I've ever seen at this level. Consistent. Uh, he's a leader. Uh, he's incredibly athletic and uh, and just such a focused goaltender. Uh, and then we brought in a freshman in, in Nikolai Wallery this year, and uh, I think he's he's obviously played in, incredibly well. Like you said, he has a 1.22 goals against, plus almost a 95% save percentage as a backup goalie. That, that's pretty incredible. And, and I think he's learned a lot from the Oregon about how to make the jump from junior hockey uh, to college hockey because it is a significant jump. How to go about your, your uh, day on a, you know, on a daily basis, how to, how to prepare for practices and how to prepare for a game. So I think what's impressed me most about Nikolai is that you really don't know when you're recruiting someone is how competitive he is. And that that really shows itself, obviously, in games, but in practice. Like, that, that kid is so competitive, and he wants to stop every puck that comes his way. The Bobcats' attack offensively features a vast array of weapons as nine players on the roster enter the games this weekend with at least 10 points on the season. Coach Weaver knows this is also a unique aspect of the team. The strength of our team is the depth, for sure, that... I have five lines of forwards and four lines of defensemen that can all play. They're all very good hockey players. And as we know, this is a it's a physical sport, so guys guys get banged up and and we, we can bring another player in that that can fill the role and, and do a good job and, and we have full confidence in them. You know, you have Reese Reese Phelps, our captain, he's been 
been here five years. You know, he's just a calming force. He controls the play when he's out there. He slows the game down. Uh, he's he's such a good leader in the locker room. Uh, he just breathes of confidence and experience. Nothing rattles him. Uh, he, his partner in a lot of games is Cade Street, who's our, our monster defenseman, 6'5", over 260 pounds, and, and he's played... You know, this is his third year with us, but he was a transfer, so it's his fifth year of college hockey. And, and those two together just have so much experience. The Bobcats have had the upper hand in both matchups so far this season, but the Grizzlies have shown signs of improvement with wins in recent weeks. Coach Weaver is well aware of the talent that this team possesses. Their success is not any surprise to me whatsoever. This is a very good hockey team. I have a, a ton of respect for the coaching staff. I think they're, they're excellent coaches. They know what they're doing. Uh, they, they've got a good team in front of them. They have good players. They, they, they have depth. You know, they've gotten better goaltending now. So uh, going on a winning streak is no surprise uh, to me at all. I, I would expect them to continue to jump up the rankings to where they're, they're going to be a force at the regional tournament. Uh, they're going to be a tough out for anybody who plays them because they, they have the high-end talent and they also have some depth. You put those two together and uh, you become a, a dangerous opponent. The Bobcat roster is an experienced one, featuring a strong core of players. Leading the team is Captain Reese Phelps, who has been playing hockey in Bozeman for the last five years. This experience as a Bobcat has meant a lot to him on and off the ice. Uh, well, being for five years, it's uh, been a privilege. Um, being named the captain was something that I was very grateful for. The, the players got to choose the captain, and we had a vote. And so that means that I've really stepped up and uh, proved to the team that it was worth uh, me being the captain this year. But yeah, it comes down to the, the team. The team has been fantastic. The best part about, I guess, the tradition, as you say, is just the camaraderie with the boys. This is the first team that there's not really someone who gets or like disagrees or causes problems within the team. This is a very close team, which is quite nice, and that builds a lot of cohesiveness, a lot of solid relationships on and off the ice, which has helped us tremendously. For me being the captain, it's I'm just coming off of Perry, Ryan Perrius, the previous captain for five years, and he has built the program fantastically, and my goal is to keep that, that the program going and making it better for the next group of boys that come in next year. As a hockey player, it's going to be the place that I end my career, so it's going to be definitely a fantastic place that I have a ton of memories here, and it's, it's been wonderful. Now, throughout my time here, the, the community has definitely latched on to hockey. It was not something that was very popular in the beginning, but now it has definitely gotten way more popular, and I'd love to see that, and I'd love to see the community engagement that uh, we have now with our team, from social media to private events or things such as that. Uh, it's been fantastic, and, and I've really grown to love this city, and I, I hope I don't have to leave when I'm done. Phelps believes the intensity of the game of hockey brings a unique element to the rivalry between the two sides that you do not see in other sports. Well, I'd say when you're playing the Grizzlies, it's definitely your emotions come up, and in hockey there's a little bit more physicality to it than in other sports, and so you can really start to see uh, those emotions and how the players have to deal with not only themselves within the game, but the fans that keep... Because with football, you, uh, you, you can hear a bunch of fans. It's a different type of, 
of uh, cheering because with uh, the hockey teams and their, their rings, they're smaller, so you can you can hear people individually, which makes it a little bit harder to stay focused than in some of the bigger sports. It, I would say it's the, it's the emotions because everyone does, you know, no one wants to lose and everyone wants to try to give it their best, and so that physicality will definitely come out. And uh, sometimes it gets tricky out there, and it's, it's fun to play the Grizz because of that. Friday night's action is scheduled to get rolling with an 8:15 puck drop from Haynes Pavilion in Bozeman. Shifting to the other side of the divide, the Grizzlies have been playing their best hockey in recent weeks, having won five straight games. Assistant Captain Mason Parrish saw the team make a turn with their play at the Beehive Invitational Tournament this past November. We're definitely more settled. Uh, those uh, first few games uh, back in October, like you were saying, uh, I think we were still trying to establish our, our identity as a group. Um, you bring in so many new guys each season that, you know, it's hard to carry that over exactly uh, where you left it from last season. So I think it was a bit of an adjustment. But coming into the these next few games here, like you said, we're coming off uh, some wins, uh, actually stringing wins together, which has been a little difficult this season. Um, so I think we're feeling confident. It was a big uh, mental thing uh, for us where it was we were either going to decide what the next half of our season is going to look like kind of in that weekend. And I think all of us collectively put our heads down and went to work and saw the results and want to continue those results. I think it's been a big mental shift and uh, the focus of the group as a whole, I think, is a lot more dialed and a lot more focused on one singular goal. Montana has been building its program into a contender in the region over the last three seasons with its eyes set on making a run at the postseason. Parrish believes having a strong rival like the Bobcats to go against pushes the team to get even better. It's one of the more unique kind of setups or situations, however we want to call it, um, for a rivalry that I think I've ever seen, um, especially for Montana college hockey. I think it's pretty cool. It definitely keeps us uh, accountable and always in the back of our heads that, you know, they want to beat us, we want to beat them. And like you were saying, they've been here and been established for quite a long time. So it's it's up to us to, in a sense, make up some lost time if we can with our extra work ethic and uh, stuff off ice and on ice. One of the driving forces on this run of success the last few weeks for Montana has been senior leader Owen Lee. The British Columbia native is second on the team in points and is coming off a two-goal performance opposite Eastern Washington. The Garden City clearly holds a special place in the heart of Lee, and he is going to give it all he has in his final season playing hockey in Missoula. I'm just trying to do my thing and just trying to be a good player and a good teammate and whoever they want me to play with and whatever they want me to do is just try and go out there and help out and work hard. And then I think going into the beehive, it was kind of like, you know, the season was moving along and I just felt like, all right, this is this is it. You know, this is the start at the end. Time to time to give it everything I got. Time to keep pushing and just do what I can. You always want to finish on a on a strong note. You know, you always want to go out with a go out with a W. And it's been so awesome. Like I've got so much love for the city and the folks that are in it. I mean, I live with some awesome people. I live with the Fern family and I probably wouldn't be here without them. And they've made it such a huge impact on my time in Missoula. And all the all the guys have been awesome. There's been you know there's been no missing pieces from my teammates and my professors and my friends that I see on campus every day. They've, they've made this experience super awesome. If like if you're a player looking at this or listening to this going forward, it's, a, it's an incredible culture here at UM and in Missoula. You know, people make this place awesome. And, you know, whether it's in the middle of the winter or in the middle of the summer, there's, you know, there's always something to do and there's people to do it with. I really enjoy this city and I'm, you know, moving forward. I hope maybe one day I can come back here and be involved, but, you know, I'm going to miss it in the immediate future. 
Along with the impact of the city of Missoula, Lee has also found relationships with players, coaches, and trainers that he will take with him forever. There's so much that goes on in being a student and leaving home, and to have the support system of Chris Hockey, like Mitch Willard, you know, takes care of us, you know, as like as needed, and he does an impeccable job. He goes above and beyond what he needs to do. You know, Mike and Will would do anything for any one of our players, like top to bottom. I know I've known them both for so long. It's kind of like it's hard, you know, just to like look at them and just be like, oh, those are just my coaches. I've you know they're they're my friends. I re- I really respect them, and I, I've known them so long, and they're good people. The Grizz were outscored 10-4 and a pair of losses opposite the Cats back in October. But a lot has changed since then. Despite this, Lee knows that it is going to take an outstanding effort to compete with the strong opposition that is the rival Bobcats. I think there's there's been a lot of growth and a lot of learning and like where we need to go and what we need to do and how we you know how we need to get there. There's like a there's a certain level. There's like a there's kind of an intensity level that you have to push to to be serious and win those games against those sort of teams because they're a good team. It's not that they're just a rival. They're a really good hockey team. They've bought in and they've been their core group has been together for a long time. Their goalie's really good. Their D are big. They've got a complete package there and if we want to beat them we know that it's going to take a lot of work and I think that was a bit of a learning lesson beforehand. Saturday's contest in Missoula between Montana and Montana State will get rolling at 8.30 from the Glacier Ice Rink. If you want to be there for all the action, get your tickets now on grizzhockey.com. Both games this weekend will also be carried live right here on ESPN Radio and the ESPN MT app. So no matter what side of the divide you sit on, ESPN Missoula has got you covered. Just about ready for some Montana Grizzly hockey here in the Garden City. As I mentioned, Saturday evening at the end of that piece, an 8.30 puck drop at the Glacier Ice Rink. Tickets available, grizzhockey.com. And maybe you want, if you can't make it out to the Glacier Ice Rink, maybe you can go over to Buffalo Wild Wings and catch the game. It will be streaming live there, every Grizz hockey game, streaming live at Buffalo Wild Wings. Thanks to them for their fantastic support of Montana Grizzly Hockey. It will be the last time you can catch the Grizzlies in action during the 23 year as they'll be taking a break for the holidays after that game on Saturday. So go out there, cheer on the Grizz as they take on the Bobcats. And if you're watching from the other side of the divide on the app or on SWX, Cats Grizz will also come your way from Bozeman on Friday at 8.15 from Haynes Pavilion. We'll have that one for you on ESPN Radio, the ESPN MT app as well. Myself and Andrew Houghton will take you home on this Thursday after this. Nuanas now rolling into the last break after this. Are you having a bad day? Did you get hurt and it wasn't your fault? Are you in trouble? No matter what has you down, you can take action and help yourself by letting Schulte Law Firm help you. Schulte Law Firm litigates injury, criminal, and civil matters, providing expert advocacy in any situation. Here with Dwight Schulte from Schulte Law Firm. And Dwight, your father founded Schulte Law Firm in 1987 and since then has mediated more than 3,000 family law and divorce cases. Why is he so good at that sort of law? Well, he is a smart, 
and patient man. A lot of situations where you find yourself in need of attorney are a high conflict situation. And it's really important. And it's a, a, a tenet of our firm that we work through litigious issues in a collaborative way. It's important at Schulte Law Firm that when we're litigating these very serious issues that impact people's lives, that we do so in a way that provides the best representation and the best result to our clients. And what we have found is that the best way to do that is to litigate these issues effectively while doing so with a high degree of professionalism. We can have these disagreements without making it personal. Visit jshultilaw.com. It's the one is now on 102.9 ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. Kicking it back to 1994 to take you home here on Nuanez Now, 102.9 ESPN Radio. Andrew Houghton with you. Just a couple minutes left in the show here. Uh, we are we're running down the list of number one hits back in 1994 because we had a little snippet from earlier today uh, from a podcast about the 1994 Montana women's soccer team, uh, Boys to Men. Number one for 17 weeks in 1994. That song... I swear by all for one, number one for 11 straight weeks in the summer of 1994. They loved their slow jams back then. I think that's what we've found out from this week uh, of old number one hits on Nuanez Now. Happy you were here with us. Colton Nuanez will be back tomorrow. In fact, he'll be back tomorrow live from our college game day tailgate right across the walking bridge on the north side of the University of Montana campus, broadcasting live from the Albertsons parking lot. We'll have interviews for you from Montana and Furman players, and we'll have plenty of analysis from Coulter Nuanez and friends to take you right into that FCS quarterfinal game between the Grizz and the Furman Paladins, which kicks off at 7 p.m. at Washington Grizzly Stadium. Looking forward to it. But that'll do it for us today. Jam-packed show for you today. Covered a few Montana news briefs. We heard from Furman quarterback Tyler Huff. Uh, had that excerpt of the podcast Trailblazers about the 1994 Montana women's soccer team. Talked a little baseball. Heard from Brooks Nuanez on this week's NFL games. And we uh, got a great preview of this weekend's Grizz hockey games against Montana State University. That'll do it for us. Colter Nuanez back tomorrow. Big thanks to Jeff Safford. I'm Andrew Houghton. Have a great Thursday evening. Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that yeah. might, it must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Yeah, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> the <laughs> University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just want to make sure – 
Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time.